0: welcome to the hotbox heroes and guys please remember to email hotboxheroes0 at gmail.com to enter yourself into the giveaway the email is in the description so all you gotta do is copy paste filming make life simple boy. email us get yourself entered and all you gotta do is give us any feedback or anything you want us to discuss any topic from conspiracy theories america anime cinema Whatever life topic it may be, you know, I'm with it. We're with it to discuss. So with that, let's hop into the episode. Welcome back to the Hotbox Heroes. And today, I got my boy with me, and we're going to tackle MCU Phase 4. And let's just jump right into it, my boy.
1: It's PMS, back in the flesh, my beautiful people. Also known as Ruben Martinez. Y'all already know my slogan. If you ain't got that split flip... I need you to light that bong. You ain't got that bong pack. I need you to hit that pen. You ain't got that pen. I need you to roast and toast the fuck out of that dab. Let's get right into it.
0: So let's tackle one of the first movies of MCU 4. And that is Black Widow. Yep. All right. So let's jump into it. How would you rate Black Widow on a scale of 1 to 10?
1: one to ten I'm um, I would have to give it I guess a seven um so I remember when obviously like the, the movie first dropped yeah. there was a whole controversy about you know Scarlett Johansson was promised a theatrical release then it was said to be released exclusively on Disney plus um and i if I remember correctly, I'm pretty sure that controversy kind of led to... Because the movie, it wasn't really, like, hugely anticipated. It wasn't like, oh, there, there wasn't a huge following behind this movie, right?
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but I remember when I saw it, I the story itself, it's... It's good. I don't think it's great. It's it's good. Um, I appreciate that we did get a, you know, kind of backstory to Natasha, because she's been a character since what, Iron Man 2? And yeah. Iron Man dropped in what? That's, we're talking about maybe 2009,
0: 2010? That's a good five um,
1: plus years. Um, so she's been, you know, an intricate character in the MCU for quite some time. And, you know, it took quite some time for us to actually see a backstory for her and you know i think it was pretty well done i think the casting for the movie was also well done um like me personally uh, i love david harbour um shout out david harbour he's um who the guy who played alexi um the red party yeah um yeah things um He's been in... I know he was in the first Equalizer movie. Um the girl that they cast for uh Yelena um
0: amazing phenomenal yeah.
1: she's a phenomenal um, actress, bro. She she did her thing in that movie and then me personally I I like Taskmaster as a villain and it was the first time we got to see a live on screen adaptation of Taskmaster, and listen. Although I feel like you know it, it was a bit underwhelming, uh, Taskmaster's um I guess portrayal in the movie just a smidge underwhelming. Um, but overall, I, I think you know introducing that character to the MCU, I think it was done well. So I, if I have to rate it like i said i would give it a seven um yeah Yeah. you know pretty pretty solid movie um i if i have to just point out the cons i i don't know like for me the whole factor of you know the the red room introducing like the the mind control um shit to the to the black widows i i, I don't it, it, it was a bit like it was a bit of a reach for me like really like i mean tasha could just go to punch you and you have the technology to stop her limbs from moving like cuz you have mind control like I, I don't know that part for me uh for some reason it was just a bit of a stretch for me i i don't know But, like I said, overall, still a good movie. I I give it a 7 out of 10.
0: Like, for example, Black Widow, we haven't seen, like, the most anything I've seen from Black Widow besides the MCU movies or the MCU cartoons or, like, the Young Avengers movie that had way back. That's the most I've ever seen and read, heard about Black Widow. And seeing her take off from Tony Stark's Iron Man to, like, seeing what happened when Thanos came, like, that was yep. insane character development. That's probably, like, one of the most top ten char- character developments, that, like, everywhere. And I think that would be, you know, what I say it's a 72 maybe. Rasha is 7. Yeah. You know, the story was captivating, especially now that it introduces us to Red Guardian and all these other side characters that we never got a chance to really see them perform. And then with that, who we're seeing perform, they come with the craziest castings. Like my son from Stranger Things, you feel me? I know he's going to body that role.
1: Shout out David Harbour, man. Yeah, for real. And, I mean, even, like, the, the actor's name that they got for Yelena, her real name is Florence People. The woman that they got for Melina, Rachel, I think it's Weiss. Uh, that's how you pronounce it. Even the woman they got for Taskmaster, Olga, her name is Curry Ker, Lenko. When that mask came off, you know, you see that, that pain and that trauma just in the face alone. So, you know, um, like I said, I, I casting, I I think they, they got it right. Um, I, I guess what just holds back the movie is, I guess, Black Widow's story, uh, historically speaking, um, that's, that's all it. That holds it back for me, but like I said, I mean, overall good movie. I like that. That's a movie I'm okay with rewatching. Black yeah. Widow, yeah,
0: yeah. That's a, honestly, it's a fire, fire movie. I have really no concerns or cons behind it. I think for a Black Widow movie, even if we take it at face value and you don't go deeper, it's it's a beautiful Black Widow portrayal, and I think Scarlett Johansson you know, she, she had to go more in-depth in the character other than just being around the Avengers and, you know, always being in a jobs a job mode, kind of. So now yeah. we get to see her in a more personal light, which we never got the chance to. And I think even Scarlet enjoyed that. So hopefully, I'll be down for a Black Widow, too, you know.
1: Well, let's see. We'll have to say that's right. Um... So all right, so that's that's Black Widow. I guess I'll I'll return the question now to you. Mm. Um, after Black Widow, going you know in chronological order, um, the next movie that comes we have Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. So Mm. talk to Shang Chi how how'd you fuck with it? How are you rating it? What you like about it? What didn't you like about it?
0: So as a Marvel fan. From, I'm talking, Netflix Marvel to Disney Plus Marvel, right? And to answer Shang-Chi, I brought up the Netflix series because we had the Iron Fist. And that was into the realm of this Shang-Chi shit. The Netflix Iron Fist, I'm going to be honest, it wasn't bad, nor was it spectacular, but uh,
1: completely agree.
0: they, they, they at least gave us some storyline and intro to that type of realm. So yes. I give him props for that. The actor was pretty cool too, but you know maybe the storyline producer gotta, you know, relook at that shit. But we, they was there with it. Shang-Chi now was basically kind of the same for me. It was underwhelming, and what I say that. I cared for this. No, I I didn't care for it. I'm not going to lie. I'm not even hating on Shang-Chi. Don't get that. uh, Don't get that as what I said. But I'm just trying to say: I think they had a great opportunity to bring Shang-Chi and they baited on that. You know? And nothing on the actor. I think the actor did good, but like Marvel, like Marvel was the reason Shang-Chi flopped. You feel
1: me? Okay. Um, so the, if you're giving, uh, uh, uh if you rating it one out of ten, that's a, a five. It's that's
0: a solid a, five,
1: right down the middle.
0: You know, I got nothing really. Again, you know, for example, I'm gonna bring up one of the things that kind of hurt me as a Marvel fan for Shang Chi fans. Shang Chi, you know, he's not gifted with a crazy superpower, super strength. Nothing like we've seen the other Marvel characters get dealt. He he's just Shang Chi of the Ten Rings. He he could box with anybody, basically. Feel me? And I respect it. But they could have improved on the boxing. And I understand as an intro movie, it has to have storyline. But I feel like just put a little more boxing in the storyline. And really get that combat scenes, and it could have been goaded. You feel me? Because martial arts in movies is very, like, it used to be heavy in the nineties and early two thousands, but now it's just like, why are people fighting and not fighting in movies? You feel me? Yeah. So Shang, she had the opportunity to bring that back to cinema,
1: and they baited. So. For me, so, I'm, I'm going to be very honest. Um, me, personally, uh, this was the first introduction I had uh, to Shang-Chi. I, I didn't know of his character before they announced the movie. Um, I didn't read any of his comics. I don't remember seeing him in comics that I did read. Um, so, I, I can only just talk about, like, the movie itself, right? Mm-hmm. Um, okay the film itself i i would give it a, a 6 out of 10 okay i'm giving it a 6 out of 10 because the the fighting scenes in that movie weren't like they weren't bad you know um not to say that it was the greatest martial arts sequences that we've seen on film but they weren't bad um the plotline itself, I—I'm I, just gonna say, for me, the movie was not that memorable. Um, one of the points that I wanted to point out was they—I don't know if you remember Shang Chi's friend. I, I forget her name, but Aquafina. Oh, uh, the the Aquafina, the, the girl.
0: sino play. Shout out Aquafina. I like her comedy skits. She's fire. She's doing her thing. I respect it. You did great in this movie. Everybody
1: else beat it up. Man, shout out, shout out Aquafina. Um But I do remember telling myself when I was watching the movie, it was very evident that they casted not necessarily her, but the character Kate um Katie, that's that's who Aquafina played, was written with comical relief that you could tell it was to kind of like save the movie, because I'm gonna be honest, the story itself it wasn't that compelling to me in my opinion. Um, the dynamic between Shang and his father it it didn't hit home for me um i'm i'm going to be honest the seeing you know his I, i'm pretty sure his mother was killed in that movie right if i'm not mistaken i think so yeah um like i didn't i didn't feel you no know, tears forming when they showed that like it, it just wasn't a memorable movie r.i.p. Um, yontu R. P. Yondu, man, R. P. Fucking Yondu, R. P. The real, but yeah, I and maybe I just have to go back and watch it again and maybe a few times, but I don't know. It, it's just as a standalone movie, you know. You take away that that Marvel stamp. Is it a great movie standing alone? I don't think so. Um, I think it's very. When you take away all the, you know, technological advances that Marvel has because of their budget, it's a pretty basic-ass fucking plot line. It's a a basic movie,
0: to be honest. Like, I'm I'm sorry if it sounds too harsh, y'all, or whatever, but I'm giving you guys the honest truth. And I'm pretty sure all the other fans would agree with us there that Shang-Chi was... You know, I'm gonna be a little respectful, low mid. You know what I'm saying? It 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 treads the fine line for a Marvel movie between high low and low mid. And for Marvel as a company, why are you giving that us why are you giving us that material to digest? You feel me? You're just doing your cinemation works before just wrong.
1: Yeah, I, like I said, if if you take away, you know, that Marvel stamp and it's not an MCU movie, do the people that, you know, like the movie, do they still like it the way they do,
0: you know? I agree. Uh, it's, it's, it's a question that arose probably when and I was watching the first 20 minutes of the movie. So... I'm gonna be honest, it it was mid, low mid, and shout out Aquafino, but would we the question I have now is how impactful
1: is Shang Chi going to be in the MCU's future now? To me, that's a great question. I'm gonna be very completely honest with you, I'm gonna keep a stack and beam with you. It's not impactful at all. I there was no moment in the movie that left me going yo I can't wait till this fucking movie drops on Disney Plus and I could just fast forward to this shit or when it pops up in this movie I could just rewind see that shit slow mo Noth- n- none of that there's there's no and this is what no concerns me scene in the movie there's no lore that wants you now to Go and search up Shang Chi and look through all his comic plot lines. Like there, there's none of that. It's, it's more so like okay, we're gonna introduce, we're gonna drop this shit for y'all. Here you go. So and it, it was it was a mess for Marvel for me for, and because that's that's that may be harsh because like I said the, the fighting scenes themselves they were like they they were not bad. Um, but how good is a movie with A basic ass story with good fighting scenes. How good is the movie really? So, this is what
0: now I question again. I think they're setting Shang-Chi up to be one of the power players in the Avengers, the new Avengers. So, with that being said, it's like, how are you going to, how is Marvel going to improve on this character? What other dynamics are you gonna bring to play here? Because if if he just comes in to bang, okay, I'll I'll adhere to it, you feel me? If if he just pops into the Avengers just to, to box with people. But if if he's playing another main canon story arc, I don't want I don't wanna see it. I don't want it to be wasted on such a character like that. Yeah. It's it's very it's very crazy that Marvel is putting out this line of work. If the movie was better, I would have way better thoughts. But remember, Marvel, you're giving this us to the true fans, and we're giving you
1: what we feel. Real talk, man. Real talk. All right. That brings Eternals now, bro. I'll, I'll let you lead the conversation. With this. So,
0: okay. Again, it's going to be a very harsh take, but it's the truth. And I'm pretty sure all the fans would agree that Eternals baited up. They had Eternals, for it being the intro movie, especially for Eternals, had held so much weight for Marvel fans and the Marvel Universe because you're projecting us to a different trajectory point now. And you're bringing in celestials, you're bringing in the outer space realm people, which is eventually going to lead us into like a galactic situation. But with Eternals being our intro movie to go on that trajectory point and for it to bait up how it did, like, what are you trying to build up now? Are you just building up more trash or are you building up something spectacular like how the Avengers trilogy came to play, you know? That that was really my take on the Eternals. There for it having a lineup of characters. Didn't we have Angelina Jolie? Yeah. Yeah, we did. And she played Dina. You know, all props to Angelina Jolie. She came out here bodying most of the people anyway in that movie. So respect. But other than that, what I would say is shout out to Marvel, because somehow, some way. That speedster had better plays than the whole DC Flash movie. Yeah. So, if anything, that bumps Eternals up to, I want to say, a 4.5. Because, bro, how you, the speedster cinemation they had was beautiful for a speedster character. The other powers that they showed off were cool. I forgot the main chick's power, but I think it's kind of worthless. And then we have some guy in there that had the powers of Ah. What's up? We back. Sorry for the technical difficulties, but we're in it. And we're in it to win it. So Eternals was trash. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah, so I mean to I guess, yeah. Speaking on the The speedster tracking, the speedster animation, the speedster movements in the Eternals, it was better than what we've gotten in all fucking, what, 11 years, 10 years of the DC TVU and DCU movies. Um, Overall, I have to give Eternals, I'm going to give it a 5 out of 10.
0: Nah, bro, you're giving it that high?
1: Uh, That's being gracious but They weren't
0: gracious with us Look at the trash they gave us as an intro movie To celestial
1: people A a 5 out of 10 That's splitting it right down the middle I'm giving it a a 4 out of 10 I'm giving it a 4 out of 10 So so this is my My first issue with the movie Mm -hmm. They are trying To have you Follow 10 different origin fucking stories in one fucking movie. It is not just Cersei that the movie gives you with her story. No, it's... I forget all their names. You got fucking Fina. You got uh, Gilgamesh. You got fucking... What is it? Ringo. Um. You have... It, what is it, Ringo? Something like that. You got Icarus. Uh you got
0: Alright, so you got Gilgamesh, Icarus, Black Knight, Cersei, Thina, Sprite. I think Sprite was the Speedster. Uh Druig, yeah. Makari, and Ajak. That was like, Salima A- 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 Hayek.
1: J- like, like, like how what the fuck? And Kingo. What? Oh my fucking! And
0: fastos.
1: Like oh yeah, fastos was the was the yo. Their
0: team. team was deep. I'm not going to lie. How that? How you have an Avengers team lineup and it was trash, bro.
1: Bro, you all know? I'm saying is like yeah, that's because the team ends up splitting up in the movie, and it's like you, you, my my man, ten fucking people you want me to keep track of? They names.
0: Yeah, uh, Eternals. It's
1: too, it's, it, it was too many directions. The movie was being pulled in because you have too many characters. Because it's not like there's one main character, and then all nine others are just fucking. Si- no, they're all equally as important to the fucking story.
0: You know. And therefore,
1: you have to follow and track all bits and storyline. And no, I'm not interested in this fucking love lo- story between Icarus. And Cersei, I'm not interested in fucking. Now this nigga Dana, aka Black Knight, coming in the like no. Wait, hey, hold on.
0: I'm. I have to say this. For Black Knight, they're most likely having my guy from Games of Throne as the actor Kit Harington. He's gonna body Black Knight, bro.
1: Listen, Kit Harington
0: is a body walking, bro.
1: Get, shout out Kit Harris. That's John
0: Snow. They basically get, They basically put John Snow in the Marvel universe.
1: <clears throat> well, he had a. Well, that's not really an intro.
0: Nah, he John Snow is about to be beasty, bro.
1: But um, they relied too much on. I feel like personal turmoil and emotion then dealing with yo we have we are making a movie about essentially godlike beings mm. we need to make a destructive movie and i mean listen the the plot point of the earth being set up to be destroyed so that another celestial could be born okay like that beautiful that, Shout that, out that, to that's, the uh, You'll you, you get points for that. Because, yeah, that that's kind of... That's some wicked shit. I'm not going to lie. It is. But... You want to turn it to marble? And put it to sleep? So that it can be born? That's your grand plan? Combine into one? So you could turn the nigga to marble? Like, Really? And and then for me, like the you know, the the main, or I guess the the main side plot line is you know the war between the Eternals and the the Deviants, right? I'm not gonna uh, lie.
0: The only thing that probably saved that movie is that de- that uh, what were they called again? Deviants. The Deviant was moving yeah. type tack, bro.
1: Yeah, that like it it was.
0: Deviants were menacing.
1: So. I guess in a sense, you could say the deviants were more more impactful than the actual plot of the movie itself, which was trying to stop the Celestial from being born. Because, I mean...
0: So, my question is, where well, is
1: that Celestial
0: right now? Is that Celestial on Earth in, like, Thor, Love, and Thunder type timing? Like where where is that in the MCU timeline and where is I, that celestial on Earth?
1: If I, um so if I'm not mistaken, I I think the Celestial, like during the Eternals movie, um it was near a volcano in the Indian Ocean. Um but now that they done turned his ass to fucking marble and basically like stopped him from being born I don't know if I I, I have no idea
0: because they not know. moving that nobody's moving the celestial that just became a statue for
1: forever. Yeah, essentially. Um, but I don't know, like, um, and I even feel like essentially the CGI in Eternals it, it wasn't it, it was not it wasn't good. I'm just gonna say that it was not good in my opinion. Yeah, they,
0: they dropped the ball with the storyline and, again, the trajectory point to lead us into that outer space realm to bring in bigger and stronger heroes and villains. It was a sad intro movie. Again, you know, you have a storyline to go off of Marvel. You have beautiful, I'm talking some of the most heat comic book storylines to go off of. And the best thing is they put imagery in the comic book, too. So you could cinemate those panels. And that Eternal film would have been a 10 out of 10. But again, you chose to do your own canon. You chose to make your own little storyline against so, uh, the little Eternals and it baited, you know. So stop doing this. Just focus on main canon and
1: produce it. That's how I feel. That's... Yes. Listen, brother, I don't got no arguments for that. I think you and I, we should got...
0: What's the next movie?
1: So, next on the list, we got... <laughs> Come on, man. We got the legendary Spider-Man No Way Home. So,
0: Spider-Man No Way Home, 10 out of 10. For the movie, yeah. for Phase 4, 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. Even, like, just... Spider-Man, 10 out of 10. It was a great movie. I had no complaints, really. You know, it was a tough storyline, especially seeing this Peter Parker, our, our Earth Peter Parker, go through this. It's it's tough. It really is.
1: So, obviously, because we, we've spoken about No Way Home before, um, so I'll just quickly, you know, recap. Um, what we spoke about uh, before. I mean, this is every Spider-Man lover's dream movie. You know, the take away Toby and Andrew Garfield, Tom. It's still Holland's a fire movie. Tom Holland's performance in this movie. I mean, you have to fucking applaud. Matter of fact, we gotta, we gotta, we have <laughs> to done this. While.
0: We Yo, light it up for that man, Tom.
1: Honestly, I... listen, we haven't done this in a while. I got me some Gorilla Glue. Shout out, Honey King. Honey King, if you listen listening, sponsor the kids. We got some Gorilla Glue today. Um, I'm going to give three hits for you One hit for Peter. One hit for Peter. And another hit for Peter. Peter 1, Peter 2, and Peter 3. All this.
0: right. So... That Spider Man movie was amazing, beautiful. You know, it is every Spider Man's fan dream to see all the Spideys come together. But we already know Peter Parker. We already know Zendaya. They did their thing in that movie. You know, Zendaya is the best Mary Jane, I think, of every universe. Then let's talk about who we didn't give any really spotlight to Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange, that was a great setup for the Doctor Strange movie. And he plays such an impactful role because if it wasn't for him, we would still know who Spidey was.
1: Sorry, I, I was taking my hits. But, um... No, yeah, um... First of all, I definitely agree. Um... Because Doctor Strange being thrown in No Way Home, it it gave the movie an element in which you don't expect to see in a Spider Man movie. The mythical, like the fight between Doctor Strange and Peter in that astral dimension, that has Holy to dear. be one of the one of the best fucking fight scenes in a Marvel movie that we've gotten because it's not just the fight itself it's the fucking environment surrounding the fight. To me it kind of had the animation style of a fight scene from Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse with all these moving shapes and these moving colors and nothing is staying still in that dimension. Like, everything is moving. Everything seems translucent. Like, it's it is crazy. And if you don't have Doctor Strange in that movie, you don't have that element. So, yeah, definitely impactful that he was in that movie. But- I want to
0: say that the crossover was so impactful and it was much needed because... I don't think there was any other Marvel crossover that came with that intensity since Endgame. And to see Peter have another person to look up to, and it's Doctor Strange, because Doctor Strange basically, you know, helped Peter out. It was like, yeah, bro, we in this. So it was cool to see him him also have, you know, R.P. Tony, but him also have Doctor Strange.
1: Yeah, it is crazy you brought that up because I was gonna piggyback off of you and say, Yeah, in Far From Home and in Homecoming and Far From Home, um, Peter Tom Holland's Peter, he he in a sense has this not father figure, well, Tony was a father figure, right? But
0: that was Tony in,
1: in Far From Home. In the first half of the movie you see Beck acting as like a, a a a friend to Peter and like for example he asks for Beck about advice about you know spending time with MJ and shit on this trip yeah he 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 always is trying to I'm not saying. How do I say this? He he just has somebody in the movies to look up to, yeah. right, or to work alongside, with, to have mentor him. And listen, Doctor Strange was the character, the person, the nigga for that movie, for that role, and it was a beautiful dynamic. And like that, that that's what I'm saying when we talk about movies like Eternals and Shang-Chi, like they try to get you with elements that work in other movies, right? But it's just not the same.
0: You know, it it was beautiful seeing Doctor Strange's realm come into play again. That fighting scene between Strange and Heidi is gold. And you know the combo, bro, it was beautiful. It gave us what the cinematic of universe used to give us. It gave us that feeling and that experience. So with that, it, it's a ten out of ten for nobody that whoever didn't watch it, watch. It. You know, I dare say that was one of the best Spider Man movies we ever had, you feel me?
1: I mean, it,
0: it's real talk. It's real I don't love. even see any future works bodying, to be honest. Unless it's like Spider Verse, because Spider Verse is just a beast in itself.
1: Yeah, I mean that's that like that's a tough that's a tough compare. All right, so like, so wait, this is, question, not, question. No, nah, no. Nah, I got a question. Uh,
0: what's the question? Nah, go ahead. What's the question?
1: What's Which one are you question? picking? No Way Home. Or it beyond the no. Wait, wait, wait. It's into the spider verse at oh, all. Across are the spiderverse no way
0: home or across the spider verse. Honestly, I'm gonna pick no way home. Yeah, me too. But my question is oh,
1: that this is funny. the
0: perfect time to introduce Miles.
1: It's so either I, I it's think...
0: either to be honest, it's either this time. Or it's Toby to introduce Miles. Those whichever Spider-Man does it, that'll be a beautiful introduction to live action Spider-Man,
1: Spider Miles. So I I don't know which way I heard it. Either I heard I know there was a report concerning Miles in live, live action. action. I just don't know if it's I heard that beyond the Spider-Verse will have like a live action like a live action moment in which Tom Holland's Spider-Man will appear or if in if I heard that Tom Holland's next Spider-Man movie will include uh Miles
0: I uh, hope, I, I
1: don't know which way I heard it. I don't know which way I heard it.
0: I hope that it's the route where You know, looking more in-depth into Miles Morales, Spider-Man, it would be amazing to see Tom face that Miles Morales' verse is on the level of, like, Toby's verse with those type of villains. There's some real villains out here to kill Miles. And if they introduce those villains into a, a Tom's universe, I feel that would explode the Marvel universe to a great extent.
1: We also, I mean, we also got to keep in mind too, in our now Spider-Man, right? Tom Holland Spider-Man universe. Technically, like my, my, we know Miles is there, and we know that for one reason and one reason only in Spider-Man Homecoming in the scene where I forget what kind of I think he's trying to find the information where um, Adrian Toomes is thug is doing like a weapons deal or some shit like that but mm-hmm. it's when he pulls up on Aaron Aaron Davids aka the Prowler right remember Gambino was in Yeah,
0: um, my son childish shout out this. that's why it was a 10 out of 10 <clears throat>
1: Now hold on, cause it, it, okay, so we know that that he played Aaron Davis, and we know that he has a nephew because I don't know if you remember. I saw the movie recently. Aaron Davis has a line where he says, "Like, I'm, I'm something along the lines of like, oh, like I'm, I'm doing this shit, but like, you know, like I, I fuck with what you doing talking to Spider Man because I want to make the the neighborhood like safer for my nephew." Yeah. He mentions his nephew, right? Okay. Now it continues because when is the next time we see Childish Gambino?
0: Being locked up. Not, not Aaron and Davis, Beyond Spider-Verse. Childish
1: Gambino. We see him in Across the Spider-Verse. Locked up. And we see him in uh in his prowler suit. And not one can say that probably is the same Aaron Davis we saw from Homecoming.
0: Yeah, for sure. I hope I hope it's true. I hope they do go the route in introducing Miles in the Tom universe. I think that will only make Tom's universe better because we haven't seen Tom really face hard-body villains yet until No Way Home. And no now knowing that nobody knows who Spider-Man is is kind of recreating his universe in a way. So anything could be introduced now.
1: <clears throat> I think me personally that just opens up the doorway of the possibility of Miles having a a role in Tom's next fighting movie. And I mm-hmm. guess a cool route they would they could go is cuz you know you, you also got to keep in mind if i'm not mistaken sony still still owns like half of the rights if i'm not mistaken right or did they fully relate so to
0: spider-man rights? yeah i don't know sony feel i feel like they got half i definitely feel like they they held on to half but spider-man is a money move for them
1: no, so yeah, they they still have uh, the rights to, to Spider Man. So and then Spider Verse is Sony Animation's. Listen, one can say that you know whoever they it, it ugh, damn. There's so many ideas flowing through my head now because one could say you could bring in the voice actor who does the the voice of Miles for mm-hmm. the live-screen adaptation for the next fighting movie. And then you can also say they're probably just going to save that for Beyond the Spider-Verse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, a, it's a number of which ways they can go about it, but...
0: I hope they do introduce Miles with Tom, and we're here for it. So Spider-Man yeah. No Way Home, 10 out of 10. And everybody should tune in right now and watch it.
1: If you haven't, because if you haven't, I mean what the fuck are you doing, bro? Well, on to the next. Who we got next? I mean, so right after No Way Home comes one of my personal favorites, Doctor Strange in the multiverse of madness. Um I'll I'll go ahead and start it off. I'm I'm gonna give the movie a nine out of ten. Um, the only reason why me I don't give it a ten out of ten and it really only happens in like the the beginning of a movie. There's a point where you can tell the CGI usage is just heavily used and the green screen effect it doesn't really look that well. As during the battle when, you know, um Steven is at um, this girl's wedding, um, Christine's wedding, and that, like, demon monster pops out in the city, and he fights it. CGI in that scene was very bad. I
0: mean, <laughs> yeah, um... man, when that monster popped out to Merkin while he was at, wasn't he at his ex's wedding?
1: Yeah, he was at Christine's First wedding.
0: First of all, let's let's jump into that ex's wedding situation real quick. Because that, that was basically the personal play I had through the whole Dr. Strange movie. Yeah. First of all, DTB for life. <laughs> Shout out A-Boogie with a hoodie.
1: Shout out A-Boogie,
0: bro. Dr. Strange, come on, man. I'm telling you it's DTB for life. The Marvel Universe is telling you DTB for life. Drop her. She's not worth nothing. She turned on you, and she put you in a box. How? What else? What else can I say to not tell you? Leave her. But that was crazy. I wasn't expecting Doctor Strange to have that interaction, and I'm glad that monster popped out so he could shit on him. No funny shit.
1: I mean, that that, thats thats produce?
0: what I took away from that that scene in the movie. That—that that well, was my message from that scene. Right, well, we but the CGI was worthless I'm not gonna lie well, They yeah, the definitely could have put A little bit more creativity in that And it would have upped that movie Um. Wait, time definitely. out Wasn't Wanda um, Wanda's villain in that movie as well? The so, one hold on, she created
1: Yeah, okay
0: Mouthful, y'all Man. I'm
1: just remembering. We have to point out We most definitely cannot forget that that scene, however, although it's bad because of the CGI effect, that scene does introduce to me what I think is the coolest like superhero, I guess, walkout <coughs> or intro. Like you know how when a superhero jumps off like a building, whatever they mm-hmm. they do a superhero landing, right? They're, they to the battlefield. When Doctor Strange Falcon. Spins that uh, cape and he falls off the building to fly to the monster. That, to me, I think is the best intro a hero can have to the battlefield. I'm I'm sorry. That shit was just cool as a motherfucker.
0: Oh no, I, I dare say Captain America jumping out the plane is one of the best ones, bro. Uh,
1: nigga, that's just a plane jump. Nah,
0: Boston hitting it from like 30 miles up there, bro. To the bro, battle
1: build He still needed the. Parachute.
0: All he landed on is Nah,
1: what? He just be jumping out, gang
0: He lands on his shield And that's it, bro He ends the battle
1: I think I need a parachute so Nah, bro
0: It's one man
1: I think I need a parachute Anyways I, I uh, dare say
0: Listen, fans
1: Wait, hold up, fans Let me know
0: Dr. Strange's intro uh, Or oh, Captain oh. America's intro I'm gonna drop a poll And we're gonna see
1: But can Let's we drop me. like a video to this poll? Cause like, we We gonna Hold on, give me Yeah, we're going to have to put, like, a like a video because I, I need the fans to to see exactly what I'm All right, so we're going to drop the video, be
0: on the lookout, and we're going to take that poll, and we're going to find out. I'm jacking Captain America's intro to the battlefield, goaded. It's the best one. You're saying Dr. Strange?
1: I'm saying Dr. Strange with that cape um, during the wedding. Okay, so you got fans, vote, let me know. But back
0: to it, Doctor Strange's role in that movie, for it to be a main canon movie, it was beautiful. Because he plays such an important and heavy role now for the new Avengers and lining up the people who's going to be the Avengers. It's nice seeing him get his due diligence, his justice. But let's talk about Wanda's villains she sent after the monster that Wanda sent that we saw in the intro that was a menace bro that was type type scary
1: yeah so the reason why this is one of my personal favorites um, I love first of all they brought Sam Raimi um, for, along for this movie who we know uh, directed um The original Tobey Maguire Spider-Man trilogy. Um, The way horror themes were brought along for this movie um, I think were brilliantly um, gone about. Um, Like I will never forget the look on Dr. I mean Professor X's face. When that next snapped, R.I.P. And that's um, Wanda. But yeah, I mean, just the, the fact that we see one of the characters that we kind of grew a lot of love for with WandaVision. And a lot of pity for, you know. We see her in such a way and form in which that pity is kind of gone. You're going, what in the fucking fuck? This, this woman is crazy. um, But it's in a way that you go, I mean, well, shit. I mean, I, I still hope that they get the job done. because, Like, fuck, she can't win. Bro. Nah,
0: she, she should win. win.
1: That's Wanda. Nah, that's that's, that's yeah. Wanda.
0: Imagine. All I got to say is to the fans, let me know. But tell me this combination of Wanda and Aaron from Attack on Titan won't finish The Marvel Universe, or any universe, that'll be the most insane duo in like the history of history. All right, that's
1: that's relaxed. There, kind of, Wanda
0: should win, but but
1: and then you have the the element of just going across the dimensions. And listen, this is what I say when emotions have to be done right. I I wasn't mad at the storyline, of, or not even storyline. The dynamic of Christine being in the other dimension where they went to, and you know him basically having to deal with understanding that you know what it's just not written in the cards for me to be with her. Um, I didn't mind that that um plotline. It's intricate to him in the comics and I think it was well done in the movies as well. And
0: what did you think about the introduction of America Chavez?
1: I mean America Chavez, her she has her an OP ability, I'm not gonna lie. So her power in itself I I absolutely love. Her character, I feel, first of all, she did a a very good job in Multiverse of Madness. Um, Do I say I'm excited to see the return of her? Well, I I would need an announcement on, you know, maybe at least a name, maybe if we're going to get a show. To see what direction they're gonna go with her character, mm. because you know, I, I, for just some reason, like I'm, I'm I, like I said, I think she was important to the movie, and I think she, the actress, did a very well portrayal of America Chavez. But America Chavez, like I'm not like, oh, like when are we gonna see her again in the next movie? So... Fuck, they gotta drop a movie for her. Like I'm, I'm, I'm just not like that
0: i think what the question is to me and what i think the mcu should take advantage of is what this introduction of america chavez the portrayal of her will be what is most critical for us and i think the mcu just timeline because she brings in a whole different play to a new avengers and she brings a whole different play just to the mcu as a whole now now we have a character superhero that can just enter dimensions at will then with the help of dr strange i'm pretty sure she would be more immersed into her power which will make it more op in the future and i think if they keep building up her character in a I want to say a beastie way, put her in beastie situations. I think that would just take her character from, I would say a level five right now to a level 10. You know, it really yeah. depends on if they nerfed her portrayal or they give her some beastie scenes. I
1: fully agree with you, my brother. You know,
0: that, that would be probably my only critique for multiverse of madness. You know, Wanda, she did an incredible job. I would say she carried that move in a way, but also it's nice to see how much power we're getting from her. We get to see how OP her abilities have become. And I'm very excited to see her come back because, you know, you didn't see a body, we didn't see a body on the ground. She's still alive, huh. so I'm just really excited to see how, how impactful her reintroduction is going to be because she's on, phasal like level ten level right now. She could take out maybe half of the Marvel universe herself right now, and we already saw her- she took down Xavier in one multiverse, bro. <laughs> and Xavier got one of the most powerful telekinesis skills in the MCU dimensions. to say nah.
1: Awesome man. R.I.P. Professor X. R.I.P. the real.
0: When he stood up was a beautiful moment. Um just for that. Honestly, I'm putting multiverse on a 10 out of 10, bro. Because seeing Professor X come back and him stand up for a second, that like the nostalgia that came with that was so intense and i wasn't ready for it i was so excited seeing that also not other than professor x but jim we saw jim pop out as mr fantastic
1: yes we did
0: and i i'm a heavy office fan and i'm a heavy gym fan so this was just beautiful you know it, can he be a live action mr fantastic i'm not sure I'm not going to say he can't because I believe in his power of acting. But at least just seeing this timeline of him, I loved it.
1: I also most definitely love the fact that we were... So I don't know if this has been confirmed or not, Mm -hmm. but you remember the what-if Doctor Strange. Yeah. The, the Strange on a thousand. Yeah. I believe that the Strange that, you know, R. Stephen fought in that one incursion destroyed universe, I believe that is the Strange from what-if. Interesting. And I mean, that battle with the what was it piano keys or just musical notes
0: that
1: was a pretty cool that was a pretty cool battle um it, it was, was cool, but I, you
0: know let me just see them do some other shit you feel me
1: but overall i I do like that that was incorporated into the story um yeah i it, I just love the fucking movie, man.
0: Yeah, it was so many intricate parts at play. So many, it being a beautiful main canon movie. Beautiful. They had Chavez and that shit. Professor X, you know Captain Carter. You know, I I, I try this lineup in my head: Captain Carter versus Captain America. Uh, Captain America is easily taking the dub. Um. But also how Wanda nerfed everybody. <laughs> Nobody I know as a fan. When I was sitting down in that seat, I was not ready to see how she was catching these bodies.
1: Yeah, that that shield body, that shield body. No,
0: I I'm telling you, Marvel, Kevin Feige, I don't know what strings you have to pull. Or, like, what we have to do. Maybe Hotbox Heroes will start a petition for this shit. Make Doctor Strange rated R. Because Wanda... Coming in now... If you give her a rated R-level body, bro... This is about to be a top-tier Marvel movie to ever hit cinema. If
1: if that movie was rated R... I can assure you without a doubt... The way we would have seen... Carter it wouldn't have been we saw like you know her face when the shield went through and then she fought. no we would have seen that she sent the shield and then the camera would have panned to where you can just see like her legs and then you would have just seen her upper body her upper half just fall right next to it that's how they would have shot that's that's how they would have shot the screen bro Listen, all I'm saying is let us see Doctor
0: Strange on a rated R level and let us see Wanda on a rated R level. Especially get Wanda into a horror type vibe and Marvel, you got a billion dollar movie in your hands right there. Sign the
1: kids. Yeah, man. Also, I mean, that that Black Bolt Kill 2, that shit was just, I mean, fucking brutal. I mean that's what I'm saying, her her level of
0: phasing, she's not a, she, she's an anti-hero of anything, you know dare say she's one of the biggest vigilantes out there, but I agree with it, you know, she went through some real pain Thanos really did some wild shit to her, I'm not gonna lie, remember she didn't take away Vision once, but she took away Thanos took away Vision twice, bro. Yep. In her face. Sun said, I'm going to rewind everything. So I could... And then Vision again. Again, bro. We see we see what happened in WandaVision. They used Vision's body without her justification or anything. You know, so I, I'm here for her pain. I wish, you know, in the next movie... We're going to acknowledge her pain more and see what type of menace she becomes. And I would say I don't know who they're going to have to go against her, but the trajectory point of the new Avengers that is looking to be formed—they're not stopping her. Like they're not—they're not, they're not stopping Wanda at this point in if time. She,
1: that's if she's still, um an antagonist. You think she's not coming back to get her get back? I I mean, remember at the end, she allowed herself to be crushed under those ruins, so... She's playing a long game, gang. I I don't know, man. Yeah, bro.
0: Um, I'm, I'm saying she's coming back as an antagonist and she's coming to fuck some shit up because her pain is GBG time. So, let's see it. But now, on to the next movie. Let me check So, what is it? What is the next movie in this
1: timeline? Honestly, probably, arguably, one of the worst movies ever produced by Marvel. We got Thor, Love, and Thunder. Okay, guys, I'm gonna keep this a little brief.
0: Thor, Love, and Thunder, yep. super trash. You know, that I, I rated a two. I don't care. Email me if you feel different, but I don't care. Um. Nothing towards Chris Hemsworth and the team. You know, you guys did what you were told. Chris, you're still my Thor. We believe in you. I know you could hit a crazy comeback. But Marvel did you dirty. And Marvel did the fans dirty with Thor, Love and Thunder. And that's really what I got to say on that. You got any Uh, more thoughts?
1: I mean, you should basically took it right on my mouth. Yeah, um, you know. So there, it's, if you haven't seen it, I despise you because that just means that you're one of the lucky ones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, fuck you. But also, you're doing a you're doing a huge service to yourself not watching it. Yeah, don't. If you have watched it, um, you know the pain. I apologize. Like, me, me and my brother, man, we paid to go watch this shit. We, went, we paid to go see this. Got recliner seats and all that. The whole nine, bro. Um Y'all know how much popcorn, candy, and a soda cost at theaters now? you know how much that shit costs. And we and we did the whole thing. I even think I got some food too. Wow. And watch that fucking movie pizza. Bro. And that movie. From arguably start to finish, it, it made me question why we paid money to go see it and we just didn't wait to stream it. Um, I don't have much to talk about the plot. I don't... Christian Bale, our, our Batman, could not save that movie. If anything, this kind of... To go back to
0: my point, how Spider-Man No Way Home and Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness, I'm so... Happy that those were great main canon movies because Thor Love the Thunder sadly is canon, and we're gonna have to deal with that consequence. So, Marvel, get back on you know, Doctor Strange timing. Come on,
1: like I said, I, I don't even want to talk about the plot. Um, and with like that. I- Let's not give <laughs> Doctor let's
0: not give uh my yeah, fault. Yeah, like Thor Love of yeah, Thunder, man. fuck that. Let's get into the next movie. I think it's Wakanda Forever. It's Black Panther Wakanda Forever. You already know the vibes. RP Chadwick, RP Black Panther. Moment of Silence, take a hit, take five.
1: Okay. Wakanda Forever. I'll, I'll take one hand I'm about five.
0: Like that for that man. but Okay, so now we can get a little bit into it. The first Black Panther movie, extraordinary. Extraordinary. Now with Black Panther 2, we're seeing the dynamic of how Wakanda is being integrated into the rest of the world. And we see that because Wakanda is so resourceful, has has fruitful bounty. People want parts, and we see that the op is coming for them. So, it puts Wakanda in a very sticky situation. Especially with not having a Black Panther until we see Shuri pick up the mantle. Wakanda, you know, people want resources, they're treating it like it's their own. And Wakanda has to stand up for itself. But seeing Wakanda have to take the route of becoming slick and sly like a villain, it was kind of crazy. They had a good dynamic there. But I would say, I think they could have done a little better with Shuri becoming the Black Panther and then her action scenes following on. How you feel about
1: that? So I, so to answer your question, I absolutely agree. I think Sherry embracing the panther suit and embracing the mantle and her, you know, battle between her and Namor. I think it was a bit underwhelming, right? And Same. <laughs> the movie itself, I. I have to give credit because I feel it's the plot itself it's a good story to follow the first movie and first of all, I love listen, the the facts are the facts. We, we lost our Black Panther right? The yeah. world lost our Panther so in a way I love that you know <clears throat> excuse me, you don't go through this process of recast you don't go through this, you know, bullshit. Oh, well, he's off-world. He, he went to go on a mission, and he's off-world. No, you know what? His his time has come, and the Black Panther is dead. I respect that they went that route, um, because that makes things less complicated, right? We don't need this explanation of, well, oh, shit, what happened? I think we we being the audience unilaterally come together and go, you know what? They said he died of a sickness. Uh they got it. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm glad they didn't he...
0: over exaggerate his his ending, you know. They did his yeah. ending justice and I fucked with the ceremony that they had for him.
1: And then, you know, it to basically you you add to Sherry's story with that, right? Because the reason why <clears throat> he passed is because they no longer had the Black Panther uh, herb, right? Because, um, oh, my God, why am I blanking right now? Yeah. Freaking. Um, the Leafs got destroyed. Killmonger. There we go. Killmonger uh, burned. Everything. The rest of the herbs. So you're building upon this you know trauma for character and if it it's done in a very well written way yeah because you're taking a situation that happened in real life incorporating it in your film and you do it in a way where no one has questions
0: yeah for sure
1: and l- listen you you have to give credit because that it was a huge loss and there there was still work to be done and it got done and it was well done. So um I, I give the movie I unfortunately because you know, like I said, I feel Sherry's execution as the Black Panther, like I said, it was a bit underwhelming. I, I I would have to give it like a, a six and a half mm. out of ten. Maybe a seven, maybe, but ultimately it's a six and a half for me. Um, Well, no, I I will give it a seven because the story itself is good. Um, I'm going to give it a 6.5
0: to a seven. You know, seeing Namor being introduced, it was cool. I really got no comments, concerns with Namor um how he got defeated kind of like I understand but like at the same time it could have been a little more OP then you have the dynamic to, between Shuri and Killmonger now which was nice to see because i could see where her point of view is coming from and it does reside more with a Killmonger view because we're seeing that people are coming in trying to take Wakanda's resources and all that and even that their own people trying to sell Wakanda. Out. So I see that why her mentor in the Black Panther realm is Killmonger. Would we see more Killmonger now? Hopefully, you know I'm down for it. Michael B. Jordan does a great role as him. So let's just see where it goes. Very well said. You no, know, it's it's all right, all right. it had a good plot, a good storyline. You know. Action scenes, but let's see, let's see. I'm I'm very curious to what they try to do next with the Black Panther.
1: Yep, I think that just leaves us with now ranking these six movies. Mm. Um, I'll go first. I'll go from last to first. <clears throat> At coming in last, I have Thor: Love and Thunder. No explanation needed there, for sure. Uh, Coming at fifth, I have Eternals. Um, like I said, just not a great movie. Um, no desire to go rewatch it. I, I guess the only excitement you get is we now know, or at least hope, that Black Knight's character is going to be introduced, and not Dana. I'm talking about like Black Knight. With the Ebony Blade, um, but yeah, I got that at fifth. Um, at fourth, I have Shang Chi. Again, as a standalone film, I it it just it it didn't have anything that was desirable. Mm-hmm. Um, at third, I have Wakanda Forever. We just covered that great storyline. Penultimate scene, you know, yeah with. Uh, Shuri and Namor, um, just didn't seal the deal, so but still top three. Uh, at second, I have Doctor Strange, um, and the only reason why is because at first, we have the great Spider Man No Way Home. Okay,
0: nice, nice, nice. I-, I agree with most of the lineup. I got Thor for my six. And I stand on it. It's trash. Yep. Eternals, you know, it's a little less trash than Trash Bin. So, okay. Shang-Chi, they had an opportunity, but I feel like they baited up and missed with it. Again, if I wish they implemented more martial arts scenes and the cinematography around the martial arts could have been better. For example... Any Bruce Lee film, any Jackie Chan film, they go crazy <laughs> with it. Then I got Wakanda Forever because you know, I think it baited up too with the Black Panther fight scenes, you know. And I, I it's an untold story now. You feel me? I gotta see how Shuri takes on this mantle as Black Panther. Right. Now I got Spider Man No Way Home for second wow. and I only put that because after discussing about Doctor Strange I'm really <clears throat> here for Wanda right now so I got Doctor Strange as my first one because I want to see how how more beastier this MCU is going to be with Doctor Strange seeing his different personalities and seeing how much of a body they are and then to see how Wanda's reintroduction to the field is going to look like and I believe she's going to be on Get Back Timing, so the new heroes and villains are going to have a
1: serious problem on their
0: hands in the future timelines.
1: Alright, well, I guess time will tell about I claim Stance to see the light of day.
0: I mean, hopefully, MCU, Kevin Feige, tune in. We gave you the real. Fans, we gave you the real. And with that, you know, be great. job. bless. Anything you want to say?
1: My people, if you heard through this episode, I hope you're having a great day. I hope you have a great week. You already know the mantra. If you don't got that spliff roll, I need you to light that bong. If you don't got that bong pack, I need you to light that pen. If you ain't got that pen, I need you to roast and toast that fucking dab. God bless. Till the next time. And one more thing. Before I forget, Guys, remember,
0: enter to the giveaway, email me how you feel on your feedback, what topics you want to hear, conspiracy theories, America, whatever. We'll talk about it. Enter yourselves into the giveaway. Email hotboxheroes0 at gmail.com.